I am severely undercaffeinated, you guys. So, Ollie, you have to do the intro. I see where you did that. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. It's, a, it's an early start um, for for us, well, anyway. For us on a Saturday, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, schedules are tight at the moment. So yeah, we, the uh, things we do for you guys, we get out of bed early. Weird. Yeah, and then sort of edits and edits and so um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, all of that is preamble to say... Welcome to season three! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow it's season three. We haven't been cancelled yet. <laughs> um, but no, it's great to uh, great to be back. It's 2023 and we've got some exciting guests lined up uh, in general that we've, we're making a really solid start um for your first episode back in spring term we have the amazing george strickland of manchester md fame who's doing all manner of stuff on the actual west end now right now and then we have yes um i think katie's bringing more sound effects this this season from working work and then we have uh meet the team because we have um Aaron Mayat as well from Manchester. So it's a very man- Mancunian-themed uh, episode, but they are going at great guns, and there's a small whooping device somewhere near me, I think, I can work out. Um, so I promise you know, I don't <laughs> do this all the time, guys. Not the whole time, I promise. It's fine. We'll, we'll do it after 11 a.m. It'll be absolutely fine. So uh, sound effects aside, uh, let's <laughs> crack on. Let's just crack on with uh, Meet the Team, where we're going to chat to Aaron um, and then why don't we go straight from Aaron to George? Because, uh, yeah, then we have to do slightly less talking in between. Maybe that's which, the thing. Which means less sound effects. Yes, that's yes. you've seen through my uh, my thin veil of... Uh, okay, so Aaron, then George, and then we'll see you back for Wemmick Loves momentarily. Aaron, when last we met... We were in a very long queue for Big Thunder Mountain, which you had to abandon, sadly. I did not. I carried on. It was fun. And uh, now here we are on the pod. It's very exciting to have you. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. (laughs) Yeah, we've been meaning to get Aaron onto the pod for a while. Um, But it's been sort of, it was a busy end of 2022. And then we thought, hang on, we're talking to George Strickland uh, from Manchester uh, fame as well so i get aaron on to start uh the new the new 2023 year so thank yep. you so much for joining us <laughs> That's okay. and whoop whoop manchester etc yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. aaron before we start with uh sort of like the, the the main questions we were just talking before sort of recording that you've got loads of new tasters up there yeah, it's been absolutely chaotic the first couple of weeks, but um, it's been really nice. You know, the sound we've got from, you know, new and old members has been really incredible. So it's, it's really good to have, you know, a good number of people coming. That's very, great. very cool. And then uh, Katie and Maxine. 
yeah are coming up we're, to visit you yes and, then and hopefully we're kidnapping well. you yes yeah yeah, yeah you, you need to kidnap him uh <laughs> it'll happen really to see you. it'll happen even if i have to yeah. go to greenwich before going to the north to get in the car with maxine to go further north i will it'll mm-hmm. it'll happen yeah we'll sort it out um, <laughs> i think i think that weekend actually does look like it should work so Woo-hoo! hopefully yeah. since this is now officially out on the podcast we should be out there <laughs> I've It'll applied be applied so some fun. pressure to myself by uh, mm. having it on uh, publicly available information. So, yes, well done, me. Um, good. <laughs> I think, Aaron, we should start getting your questions sorted so we can find a little bit more about you, especially away from Manchester. But I, I bet all the Manchester me- members are listening. So, Katie, do you want to kick us off? Yes, indeed. So, Aaron, who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do when you're not choiring? So I'm Aaron, as I'm sure it's been said many times now. Um, I'm from Manchester, been here my whole life. Um, when I'm not choiring, I, well, I like to sing. I go to like open mic nights and things. Um, I work at, you know, a chain pet store. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty chilled out. It's quite a nice job. Um, but yeah, I absolutely just love singing all of the time. Very much annoying my parents, but we, we get there. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, the funny thing is, I've been wanting to get you on the pod because I, I felt that the window of opportunity had closed in asking you this. Um, I didn't know what you did as a job. Um, you, you often talk about shifts and all that kind of thing. And then you have obviously your own, you've got a dog already, don't you, as a, as a pet? Yeah. Is it one dog or multiple? Um, so I have one dog and I have a pet snake as well, um, who's um, currently in the room with me being a little bit weird in the corner of his enclosure. But. Well, that's not terrifying. <laughs> He's very cute. I, a lot of people are scared of him, and I'm like, no, no, no. His face is just adorable. Um, what kind of snake <laughs> is it? Um, he is a roll python. Wow. Okay, that's good. We're going to need a picture of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll sign on through. <laughs> Excellent. Good. That's homework already. Um, fab. No, that's uh, it's good to uh, know that because I've seen some of your stuff where you've done the open mics, and uh, where do you do that in Manchester? So that is at Sonata, it's like a piano bar, so it's based around um, like old piano bars in New York, that sort of thing. Um, nice. It's just absolutely lovely, you know, the whole environment there is brilliant. Um, everyone's just really welcoming and supportive, so it's a great place to go and sing and kind of build your confidence. What kind of uh, stuff do they do? Is it like all musical theatre or you can do um, more contemporary stuff? No, you can do anything you want. Um, it does tend to lean a little bit on more musical theatre. Um but yeah, you can sing anything you want and go and kind of play piano, uh, you know, bring you the guitar or anything like that. It's, it's really good. That sounds like Very something good. we need to go and do. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get you two down at some point, up even. But yeah, we'll have to Maybe get you Maybe on that much fabled journey up. Yes. Wait, for what gig is that for? Is that for Glow? No, it's for Trafford Centre. <laughs> uh, I mean, Ollie is clearly not clear on the plan <laughs> no i mean the kidnappee should never really be that that's true that's true. That's, so, true yes. Yeah, that's true yes yes i'm not a very good kidnapper maxine should be having this conversation mm-hmm. she's very good at it yeah, maxine's very good at it i've heard <laughs> <laughs> yes kind of alarming you feel like there's definitely a line of work for her at some point <laughs> but she's like it's, it's all a, a hazy past that she's put behind her and is doing this sort of musical theater <laughs> choir as a massive mm-hmm. cover-up she's in witch witness protection Mm. Also, yeah. for any new listeners, Maxine is lovely and does not kidnap people. She is just very 
very good at showing up and smiling and you just get in the car with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel Maxine, like you're trying to make you. it better, Katie, but I'm not sure you're succeeding. I think I made it. I think I made it worse. Yeah. No, Maxine, we love you. You are not a kidnapper. No, she's probably just, she's <laughs> just an angel with wheels as well as wings. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to move us on to the next question before we drag. Before Maxine, Maxine never talks to us again. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently we need, we need to talk to her. So we yes. need to not, not make it an issue. Um, so Aaron, when did you first join Wemek and how long have you been part of the Angel team? So I first joined Wemek um, when the Manchester Taster session uh, was on. So it was August in 2021, I believe. Um so that was really nice to be kind of part of the, you know, the very beginning of when we're going national for one, um, which is this choir in particular. Um, and then I was asked to be made an angel in September of 2022. So a year on. And where were we when that happened? Um, so it was just before we went on the September Disney trip um, and we were called for like team drinks. Uh, so I went and then was given my wings there um, in Manhattan restaurant. Um restaurant even bar but uh, it was absolutely lovely it's you know the best place to have possibly done it um yeah i'm kind of jealous yeah we go oh we're having swanky cocktails and spider-man's just gone past the uh, the window and uh, now you're an <laughs> yeah. angel great well i think i was asked randomly in a playground when we were doing the sort of uh mixed or the socially distanced stuff in in the fulham school and we were I was asked, uh, which sounds good. I was like, oh, that sounds great. And now, and now I've got this to to compare it to. So, uh-huh. yeah. I must admit, it was like top place to be given my wings. I think it was amazing. Yeah, we'll have to mention it to the new to the new angels and make sure we have a hiring policy that's acceptable for for setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we we'll have to make sure that window fits in. We just going to get seven <laughs> angels when we next go. Um, that's great no but obviously it's been great that you've been part of Manchester from the very beginning and um, yeah it's you and Louise isn't it um, for the next few months yeah it is good well I look forward to seeing Lou and uh, who is MDing in Manchester at the moment because obviously George is very busy down here Mm -hmm. doing um, you know allegiance and all the pantomimes and other things he can't specify with us right now I'm, I'm guessing we will cover that shortly or we will we will have covered that um just now with him but um yeah what uh who is MD in Manchester so at the moment we have Phil um it's Phil Reynolds he's worked with a hell of a lot of people um through you know different schools um he's absolutely amazing to be honest um, it's you know it's really nice to work with different MDs um mm. you know the Phil and George have quite different styles of you know how they get through the song, um, but both of them are absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, it's been really good to work with someone else for a while. Um, yeah. Brilliant, and I think it's amazing that we've got the ability to have multiple musical directors, you know, at, in Manchester as well as across across London. So, yeah, very cool. Is Phil the one who's got the amazing music room in their house? Yes, he is. Um, so before the September Disney trip, we all had the Disney rehearsals. There weren't many of us from Manchester going. So instead of hiring out a venue, Phil was like, you know, come around to my house. We've got, you know, dedicated practice room. And that, that room was insane. I walked in there. I was like, 
wow, okay, you, you've really just got my whole dream just in one little room. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I was frankly jealous when the uh, pictures were coming up. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. who's this and what? how do I get there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was very impressive. Very good. Um, Katie, why don't you take us on to the third mm-hmm. question? And I have a good guess as to what the answer to this will be, but let's see. Um, what has been your favorite performance or experience with Wemex so far? Okay, so I think there's two ways to go about this one. Um, with Manchester, I think just every single performance has been, you know, a whole new experience. Obviously, most of the performances we're getting to do are quite new because we're still building up as a choir and still getting, you know, a reputation and getting out there. Um I think every performance we do, we improve, and it's just amazing to see that. Um, then, obviously, I can't can't not say the, the the Disney trips have been the best experience like I've had for years. Um, especially, you know, the March trip, um, getting to know the London lot for the first time, and um, it was just amazing. And finding that sense of kind of community in a broader sense um, was incredible. And then. Christmas was just fantastic as well and the whole thing with Disney and getting to know you know different groups of people from the choir that I wouldn't have met otherwise up in Manchester and it's been fantastic. It's so cool to be part of something from the ground up because then you get to have Mm -hmm. all those first experiences so yeah vaguely jealous because yeah there's just something about that it's very cool. (laughs) Yeah definitely. It's been great having you coming down to London as well and being mm-hmm. involved uh, like that. So hopefully you can make it down for the uh, the spring ball and a couple of other things. We're seeing you quite soon, actually, probably relatively soon after uh, after this goes out. So, Aaron, what is the biggest thing you've got out of being part of WEMEC, uh, the thing you cherish the most or has made the most difference in your life? So other than pin I, I probably would have been doing that anyway, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we can delve into that later. I, I think it has to be, you know, the sense of community and the fact that you can walk in there every single week and you know that you're just going to have a really good time. You know, you can get lost in the songs that you're doing. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, what anyone thinks because everyone's lovely. Um, just really kind of uplift each other. Um and then since being made an angel, obviously, I've got to know all of you lot, um, which has been fantastic. It's just finding that, you know, place where I belong and where I know that it's safe and comfortable. And um, it's just been the best thing. I, you know, I did have, well, I still struggle with a lot of mental health problems. Um, and since I joined, it's been a billion times better. Um, it's like every day and building up the confidence. Um it shows in kind of everyday life and anything else that I do. So it has been incredible for me. That is wonderful to hear. Um, yeah, choir just does a lot for mental health and confidence. And it's a very common mm-hmm. theme that runs through this podcast. But yeah, it's um, many a time has been my savior. So I'm glad that it is also doing that for you. And I know it's doing it for a lot of other people as well. Um, so yeah. I'm glad yeah, you found think, us. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's just finding a sense of community as well where you have um, just 
people who have a, a core interest that you have as well. And then you can basically uh, stem off and find other things that you enjoy. And, you know, like you've made a good connection with like Vicky, for example, in terms of all the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the stitch and Disney um, sort of paraphernalia, which is, which is great. And then just feeling you know, welcoming. Everyone's just, there's no real uh, barriers to entry at all. It's just people come yeah. in and uh it's that's a very nice thing to be a part of so we're very glad how did you hear about choir first off because obviously you were the the taser event did you sort of like were you looking for something or did you just get like a a social post or something like that um so i was kind of on and off looking for something um so when covid hit actually it's probably just a bit before then but around that time i'd been searching every now and then for like I don't know, any choirs in Manchester and I kept kind of coming across and going oh, I'm not not sure about that one it doesn't feel quite right um not sure if I'd enjoy it and then I don't know I hadn't looked for a good while to be honest and I just happened to search it one day and found the link to the page on the website um just saying oh yeah Manchester taste session it was like a week from then and I was like sure we'll, we'll go for it and <laughs> I'm so glad I did meant to be I very much like what you said about choir being a safe place. Um, And I think that that is such an important thing in today's incredibly weird and scary world. Um, And that, you know, we're all running around at some crazy pace, even though we said we wouldn't do that again post pandemic, but you know, there we are doing it again. Um, So the fact that you can go somewhere every week and just kind of stop and just breathe and just be yourself is huge. So yeah, it's a good thing. That's all I wanted to say. It really is, yeah. <laughs> you may now talk. Aaron or me or both. How very, how very welcoming and accepting of you. <laughs> <laughs> I will dive in quickly to say that I had a really crap day at work mm. the last week um and it was very full-on it was not enough sleep very long day and I was meant to be angeling and I was actually late that's how bad it was and I, I'm never never late for um you know arriving for angel uh prep but I was so late that the uh rehearsal actually started um and it very I was questioning whether to go and I'm very glad I did because I felt so much better within about half an hour of being there and the stresses of the day had gone and I felt so much better just for singing a good song with lots of nice people looking very happy and feeling very good so yeah I'm glad that I'm glad that the uh, the lateness doesn't happen uh, at all very often but yeah just uh, it was nice to be reminded of how transformative and uh, you know energizing it is to to be part of choir like that and I I didn't necessarily want the reminder per se, but uh, it was nice to nice to be reminded all the same. We also got yeah, hugs definitely. from like every single angel and Lynn, all the hugs. That, that was great. Yeah, I knew, it, <laughs> I knew it was better than uh, sort of like making my way uh, back home, as it were. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was good. It was a nice time. Yeah, especially I'm with sure the Jersey Boys that. medley because it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. <laughs> okay. Next question. If you could only watch, and this is the hard one, one musical for the rest of time, which one would you choose? 
It's fine. We can cut out, you know, the 15 minutes it's going to yeah, take you to pick okay. up this answer. Yeah, so please so don't, don't have an existential like, crisis. Bang. No, that's Straight okay. in. Aaron so, knows exactly what they want. It, I'm, I'm trying to think of an answer that isn't this, which means it's probably the right answer, but it would have to be Newsies. Um, I haven't even watched it in person yet. Uh, obviously, I will be next week, which is very exciting. But um, even just the soundtrack, the, the dancing, everything about it is just perfect um nothing there's a single song in there that i wouldn't that i would skip um you know the dancing itself is just incredible very very impressive i could never do it i can't dance to save my life but oh my god no same yeah, I, yeah. It, it would give me something to work towards i guess um <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would have to be newsies um just love every single character in there they're all fantastic it's a very so far unique answer to yeah, well the question done. so yeah awesome mm. but it also i didn't ask earlier because i figured this was going to be your answer for this one um mm. but what is it that captured you i mean i know you've said that it's the music and you love everything and the characters mm. and the dance but it's such it's such a random story right so yeah, um, aaron doesn't actually tell many people this but they're actually a a newspaper mogul who lives in in, in, mm-hmm. in Manchester and uh, sort of is in charge of, you know, newspaper boys running around um, Manchester. So that's why it's so relatable, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, of, of course. Um, but let's move away from that clear fact to why you might mm-hmm. actually prefer it. <laughs> yeah, so I think a lot of it is I really resonate with, like, Jack and, you know, Jack Kelly. He's kind of... I don't know, a lot of people see him as this person who's kind of got everything together, but really he just wants to escape. And, you know, obviously the song Santa Fe, he's mm. kind of almost, a, you know, the classic Disney I want song, where he's like, you know, I'm going to get out there and go and do these amazing things. And I think, you know, towards the end, he realizes that he doesn't need to. He's got everything that he needs and like he's found his place, you know, in New York with the Newsies. Um, I think that really resonated with me. Um, it very much helps that, you know, all the songs I love to sing, that, you know, within my range for the most part, um, you know, which is always a bonus, but it really resonates with kind of, you know, the main message of it is you don't have to listen to, you know, what the higher ups say and force you to do. Um, and, you know, you've got a place, you don't have to like run away to be able to find that place. Really good. No, it's um, where does Santa Fe appear in the show? Is it like some I Want songs from Disney are literally 10 minutes in or earlier? Some of them like Um, Moana might be a little bit later, but I can't remember where Santa Fe sits in the show. Yeah, so it's somewhere around the middle. Um, I don't remember exactly how far, but um. It's kind of when he feels just really hopeless. So it's kind of the, you know, the... The nadir, as it were, and then it's sort of res- re- mm-hmm. resolving up from there. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. I only really discovered it uh, during the pandemic and uh, with a couple of others from, from Disney where I sort of missed it in terms of the age I was when, when the film slash when the show became big and I think I missed it at the time, but then I'm making up for lost time now. But yeah. Have you seen the, um, the film with Christian Bale in it? Um, I've purposely not watched that one, to be honest. Um, I, I think 
because since they announced that Newsies would be in London for, you know, that set time, I've purposely avoided any, you know, TikToks, anyone, you know, recording it. But also I haven't just watched the pro shot of it or anything. Um, mm-hmm. I think that probably would have been the time where I would have watched the film, but I'm avoiding it, trying to go in kind of as fresh as I can for, for the show. I do that when I know that I'm going to see a show. Um and I know nothing about it. I try and keep it that way because I just want to experience it properly for the yeah. first time. Um, so I did that with Hamilton, like the only bit mm-hmm. of Hamilton that I knew anything about um, besides my knowledge of U.S. history. It was um, the first song because I'd watched the carpool yeah. karaoke. So, you know, that happened. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and it's just did it with Darren Hansen, did it with Waitress. I mean, I've seen Waitress the movie, but that's has no singing. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, uh, I just, I prefer to do it that way. I avoided all of six except six for a vi- like until I saw it live. So I didn't know about mm-hmm. House of Holbein or anything like that. And I just was, I was blown away. It's just better that way. Yeah. I, I, I do really enjoy going into things blind. The one that I slightly regretted going into without knowing anything about it was Heather's. <laughs> um it was just it was a bit much yeah uh, yeah it was I, I love Heather's like you know the songs and everything about it I quite often listen to the soundtrack for it but it was the story itself was a bit much to go into without being prepared I was like wow okay that's uh it's a bit crazy but yeah, yeah I, I do much prefer going in without knowing basically anything about the story um yeah it's, it's good yeah I haven't seen the show, but I've seen the movies, um, mm-hmm. Heather's. So I do, I, I wouldn't be going in blind, but like, how do you turn that into yeah. a musical? But they are really well, apparently. Apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen it and I went in blind and I was third row and Kieran Brown was, uh, the coach. And then, um, his dad is, is a JD's dad. And, um, I just wasn't ready for a lot of the songs wasn't ready mm-hmm. it was great though there's a good not readiness yeah. but yeah very intense but I, I i'd actually listened to quite a lot of hamilton before going to see it and i'm kind of glad because it's happening at such a clip in terms yeah. of the, the the speed of delivery that i i'm kind of glad i was able to know some of the songs that were coming and enjoy sort of the staging of it but like come from away i'd not seen and i'm glad that i hadn't seen it and that was mm-hmm. wonderful to see it for the first time um but yeah i'm sort of in a bit of a mixed camp as it were where i don't mind the idea of seeing something blind as it were but i do enjoy um sort of a little bit of prep as it were just to at least know what what the the subject matter might be but yeah mm-hmm. i think with Newsies, um, I I know someone in in the show. Uh, they're not one of the main dancers. I forget which uh, role. I'll talk to you about it, Aaron. I'll double check their name for you. Yeah. But um, I've seen so much TikTok footage of the bows and finale scene, mm-hmm. and I'm not the most flexible person. I'm certainly not a dancer, but I can literally feel my entire body wincing watching some of the stuff mm-hmm. that these dancers are doing because it's it's kind of contemporary ballet. Effectively, it's just it's mind-boggling so i think you're going to really enjoy it yeah i can't believe we haven't mentioned jeremy jordan yet i mean <laughs> i mean we were all really it was the tip of our tongue there santa fe was there we got so close and now i've brought us there so exactly. jeremy jordan so jeremy good. jordan yeah and there's not so many good. days i 
that go past where my sibling doesn't joke to me about the fact that I'm obsessed with Jeremy Jordan. Um, <laughs> his voice is just like fantastic. I, yeah, <laughs> he's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get to see him uh, when he was in London at Drury Lane. Um, oh, you did go and see him, incredible. didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. I saw him at the Duggan Hall weeks after that. It was in ages August, ago. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, I went with my friend who I hadn't seen for a good while. Um, and I literally, I cried when he came on stage, which I didn't expect to do. I'm not usually the sort of person to get like super attached to celebrities and things, but I don't know. He is just fantastic. Um, he is. There is something about him and his stage presence and yep. you know, his voice. Just And the banter with his pianist, like his mm-hmm. MD. So he, cool. was, he was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Did he do, I mean, I really hope he did Celine Dion for you. Did he? Too. it's all coming back to me now i don't think he did actually um <gasps> i'm sorry no. i don't think he brings that out all the time katie well i was like when i saw it yeah. i got the whole thing he wasn't allowed to do the radio edit he had to do the whole uh, thing yeah he did do um let it go from frozen which was incredible um, nice pretty sure it was in the original key as well which is i'm sure impressive. bits of it were it was, it was insane but he was like teasing it through the whole concert um and, you know in the end everyone was screaming you know you need to sing it come on um finished up with she used to be mine from waitress which was mm. the most beautiful thing um yeah that's the, yeah the first iteration of that of that song that i heard is mm-hmm. him doing it in miscast um on yeah, youtube so yeah so good i'm mm-hmm. sad that i didn't see him in waitress on broadway because yeah. that would have been cool mm-hmm. I think I saw a recording of him. Um, I think he was on, uh, I feel like it was Jimmy Fallon or something. It was one of the late shows. Um, And it was when Little Shop of Horrors was off Broadway. And then Jonathan Groff went with it onto Broadway with pretty much the same cast, but Jeremy Jordan just did that bit. Um, And he was wonderful um, in, in the songs I heard, but it's almost like his voice is too big and powerful to be Seymour like <laughs> I don't know what it was it's just like he felt like he was ambling along in like third gear and I was like wow just this is ridiculously good but mm-hmm. I always feel like he needs uh, a challenge um so singing Celine Dion or Idina Menzel um you know that's definitely definitely a challenge for for a tenor so yeah no I mm-hmm. think we've definitely got an appreciation appreciation center for him here um do we know what he's going into next um, I'm not sure actually. Me neither. Well, come on, people. We need We're to know. bad fans. Oh my god. Yeah, very bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll need to find that one out. Let's Google. Yeah, Let's hang Google on. right now. What we can do with the, with the magic of editing. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is Jeremy Jordan in next? Uh, I know okay. he released some songs from a musical called The Violet Hour um, mm. relatively recently, but I don't know what if that's kind of off Broadway for a while or I'm not sure what's going on with it. Mm. yeah well we'll have to check that but no he's he's wonderful i was i did there was a, a ticket going for jeremy jordan but i had a clash and i was very upset i was oh. honestly thinking about flaking on who i was meant to be seeing but i mm-hmm. stayed strong and was a good friend even though it's like mm, do i see jeremy jordan yeah. for once in, in london but yeah 
Mm-hmm. Come on, Katie, for the love of God, do the live research quicker. <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> it doesn't say anything, like, obvious. Um, it's fine, we can drop that entire section. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He's wonderful, I know that much, and I can't wait to see him in what he's in next. Whatever that Let's is. See. There we go. That's uh, <laughs> that's how we do it, people. Um, <laughs> I have, we've gone through the main questions, but I have a burning question for Aaron. Um, yep. It probably won't come as a surprise. So talk to me about Lilo and Stitch. Yes, please. Where did that come from? Because it was my resigning memory of you from um, from Disney and uh, I, I love it. So fill us in. For anyone who doesn't know Aaron, they have quite a lot of Lilo and Stitch um, merchandise. And uh, yeah, I want to know more. Your, your The wall in your bedroom seems to be a very good purple, which is very, you know, on brand. Yeah, it was it was a 13-year-old me's choice. Um, it's getting repainted soon, hopefully. But uh, Lilo and Stitch, uh, you know, I, I didn't like Lilo and Stitch. I hadn't watched Lilo and Stitch very much until, say, two years ago. Um, and then, you know, I was in the middle of the pandemic. It was all a bit <laughs> a bit crazy and weird. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to sit and watch something Disney. Um, I was scrolling through and found Lilo and Stitch. I was like, you know what? We'll give it a go. I think I watched it when I was a kid, but I didn't remember it very well. Um, and this little blue alien just came onto the screen and I immediately just fell in love with him, to be honest. Um, I think it helped. That he reminded me of my dog in a weird way. Um He's absolute chaos. He's always causing trouble. Um, but he's just the most lovable, like loving as well. Um, just the most amazing little creature. Um, and I think, you know, the film itself, you know, has such strong connections with family um, and with finding, you know, your place again, which mm. has become a bit of a running theme through this. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I really, really enjoyed that. You know, everyone just accept stitch for who he is and yes causes some trouble and he's a bit of a bit of a problem to certain people but everyone goes all right you know what that's who you are and you know they teach him um but they just accept the parts of it and that he is an alien um you know he's mm. come and he just causes absolute trouble um yeah i just absolutely love him just the expressions that he has um his voice, everything about him is perfect. Um, yeah, I started watching them like the TV series and just kind of fell deeper and deeper into it, to be honest. Um, I would say like definitely one of the highlights of the Disney trips this, this last year would, would be in March is going to meet Stitch. I, I queued up for, I think it was like an hour and a half to meet him, but I, I saw him and just gave him like, wow. the biggest hug and it was <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, it's not 100% sure why I feel such a strong connection to him, to be honest, but yeah, it's there and uh, probably won't go away. So, what is your well, yeah, I don't want to make you choose favorites, but um, in terms of all your paraphernalia, uh, any particular standouts, like any pins or sort of mm-hmm. plushies, or I mean, maybe you were trying to buy a bucket of co- uh, candy floss with it and you were worried about getting back onto the train and asking me I just remember looking at you going I feel I need to tell them they've got enough they don't need anything else 
But at the same time, I think they really need this and really want this. So I'm not going to stop them. I'm just going to let them make the decision. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was a, a weird highlight for me, just like looking at you going, yeah. Aaron, you do what you want because I can't tell you not to get this bucket of candy mm-hmm. floss with stitch on it because I think this is, this is a good thing for you to do. And you know what? I got that bucket of candy floss and I made it straight back and got on the train. So it was all good. Um, it was clearly the yeah, right I have decision. I have that book, yeah, actually, just opposite me. I was holding all of my pens and things. Um, so it was, you know, a good decision. Uh, good. I don't know if I've got a favourite thing. Um, I really enjoyed the stitch ears that I got. But they were, they were like, good. fantastic. Um, they're surprisingly comfortable as well. Sometimes the Mickey ears can get a bit heavy, but the stitches are pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, every pin I have is awesome. It, you know very happily will wear all of those on a jacket or at the minute they're pinned on some like hexagonal corkboard so they look pretty cool um there's one where it's stitch kind of wearing a aurora's dress weirdly enough um he just looks so upset and annoyed about it and you know i relate to that one on a, on a spiritual level i think uh mm-hmm. so i that one's one of my favorites um yeah just all of them i love every bit of it <laughs> I was going to say your hair is uh, slightly less uh, purple. Yeah, than I remember. It needs dying again. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I, it was, it was, the, the ears weren't particularly well with with, with the choice of um, hair dyes. So, mm-hmm. well on that. what is Thank your you. favorite color hair dye? Um, I did actually really enjoy what I did um, for the let's say the March trip. Um, it was like a mixture of pink, purple, and blue. Um, nice. I was aiming for the 30th anniversary colours for Disneyland Paris, but turns out it does match Stitch very well. Um, and Vicky has the Chip and Dale ears, the 30th anniversary ones. They are great. Um, and she was like, hold on, just try them. Um, and they match like perfectly to my hair. So that is probably my favourite colour at the moment. Um, nice. Good choice. Yeah. I'm going to do it again before I see you, so... Uh, We'll see what I end up with. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, we look forward to seeing what 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 uh, what colour you go for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sticking with ginger. Katie, what are you going to go with? Brown, sadly. <laughs> 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 I should have been a redhead. I was a redhead for most of my twenties, varying shades of red because red fades, um, and mm-hmm. you have to like redye the whole time because it fades um so i stopped (laughs) because it was expensive Mm -hmm. and not great for your hair in the long run so yeah yeah it's it's a lot of effort um i'm very glad you know with short hair it doesn't take much dye to to dye it um so it's more of a you know couple of hours rather than you know it takes absolutely forever and you have to do it every two minutes Um, it's quite nice yep so brown it is Good. Well, we're all aligned. Um, <laughs> thing. Uh, I'm going to ask one more question before you let you go. Um, obviously, this term, we've got some very good songs. Uh, got three Jersey Boys and we have Tangle coming up and then Jesus Christ Superstar and You'll Be Found and then potentially some others that we need for other gigs. But Aaron, which, uh, which ones are standing out for you? Which ones are you looking forward to singing the most and performing? so especially now we've got the harmony tracks for tangled um that like a hundred percent it's beautiful yeah. the arrangements and the layers of harmonies for it they're just gorgeous um but then 
also you will be found um when i first started and kind of you know got access to the app and all the harmony tracks i spent a good while listening to kind of the older tracks and things and just out of curiosity and you will be found like was just amazing i was i really really want to sing that um so i saw that in the repertoire for this year this week this term there we go um and that that's very exciting and very much looking forward to that yeah i'm excited it's back mm-hmm. i'm enjoying the level of buzz from all manner of members i've spoken to about this terms repertoire it just feels like we always have you know a couple of standouts and some that some people don't love as much and then others that you know like wish wash uh, sort of vice versa going between who likes what and there's always like one that everyone loves um but this term just feels very much like at least half of the repertoire is just nailed on everyone's very excited about singing performing mm-hmm. it and i think when jesus christ superstar comes out that's going to be a lot of fun and jersey boys has proved to be really really good but yeah i can't wait for tangled i know oh, me too it, that, mm-hmm. i think most people have found on the app if you haven't found on the app yet you're a week late so find it <laughs> and do your work um but it's uh so good they've uh Ben, apparently, he's told me confidentially, I don't know why I'm saying this, he hasn't done a huge amount with it, um, but it's just such a great arrangement that they found. Um, so, And then Charlie and Ben's voices work really well on that song. So I can't mm-hmm. wait for multiple voices to be to be singing it, frankly. Yep, I'm going to be yep. sat next to you in London Bridge, probably crying. And then we'll start singing, and it's been great. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait going to be really good very good how many uh, members has manchester got going into spring 2023 um, i can't remember the exact number of kind of members but i know last rehearsal we had we had 67 people there um, amazing that was including i think five tasters so it's it's a good amount now it's you know it's getting more consistent um i know we had like you know Last term, we had a point where people kind of were dropping out of every other rehearsal, but it does seem to be a lot more consistent. Um, I'm very much looking forward to you know seeing how we continue to grow. It's, it's been really nice. Um, so good to no, hear. Really exciting. Can't wait to come visit with Ollie. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. I can't wait <laughs> to see you both. <laughs> That's right. I'm nodding. Um, so it's going to be good. Great. Well. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really fun chatting and getting to know you a little bit more. Um, I can't wait to see you. Thank you for, uh, again for coming on. Thank you for having me. Good. Thank you, Aaron. It's been really, really great. And I'm very happy that you've been on the podcast because literally the first time we met, you said, oh, you're Katie. I know your voice from the podcast. And I went, oh, people listen to the podcast. Etc. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it's been very good having <laughs> you on with us. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was strange meeting you and just going, wait, yeah, that's the same voice. It's, yeah. It's weird bizarre, having it? you know, a physical person in front of you to connect to a voice that you've heard and not seen. Yeah, yeah it was cool. Yeah. Yes, very strange. I know. <laughs> but I am 3D. I'm not just a rectangle yeah. or a, a voice anymore. Uh-huh. So, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much again. Excellent. Well, we're very glad to be joined by one of our MDs, George Strickland, who is with us um, from his days in Manchester. We're very excited that he's actually in London at the moment and doing 
lots of very exciting uh, projects and we're going to find out all about that. And uh, George, thanks so much for coming to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited to see you both after such a long time. It's been ages, I know. Yeah, you've been very busy. So, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. That's no, a good problem to have. Um, yeah, so just quickly to begin with, before we sort of delve into a little bit more of your background, you were very busy over the panto season um, and down in London covering a few shows, uh, which we can cover in a bit. But what are you working on right now? Because it's very exciting. Yeah, so at the moment, I am at Charing Cross Theatre. I'm the assistant music director for Allegiance uh, with George Takai and Telly Lung. Um, it's just, it came out of the blue, like just the week before Christmas, got a phone call. We're like, oh, what's your availability like in January? It's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's all right. And they're like, oh, do you want to stay in London for a little bit longer? And the next day I was watching a floor run um, and then... I had band calls just after Christmas. It was absolutely insane. And like the production is all just been open for just over a week now. And mm. um, yeah, like audiences are loving it. Um, if anyone from West End, like from Wemp wants to come, then please come along and say hi. Um, send me a message on Instagram or uh, whatever, anything like that. And it'd be really good to see as many friendly faces as possible. Definitely. I think we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be coming along to see you. Um, we want we'll to, for sure. Can, yeah. How long are you going to be doing the run for? Because uh, it'd be nice for like a group of choir to come down, definitely. Yeah, so we're running until the 8th of April. Uh, so mm-hmm. plenty of opportunities. And a uh, little personal plug, I do a conduct every fortnight. So we might be able to um, find a date that I'm conducting as well. So you can come to that. Um, I did my first one this Wednesday. Um, and so, yeah come on down that's very cool no it's uh really it's definitely high on our priority list and um yeah it was very surreal meeting um uh, Charlie Lung at uh, Overtures uh, the other the other day and uh trying to entice you down to it as well but you had that was so funny to do. that was that was <laughs> yeah. quite surreal but I, was, I did enjoy telling him that you don't know who the warblers are <laughs> I'm, I'm, li- I'm, I'm literally on season two, episode five of Glee. So apparently they arrived the sixth episode and I'm about to watch that. So um, I think I wasn't completely and utterly starstruck like a couple of people in the room were. So I was able just to sort of chat. But we connected <laughs> over the um, Prince of Egypt um, Hebrew prayer because he was just like, what is happening? This is incredible. And sort of like just started chatting about that. So yeah. it's just like, there's a, a lot of Hebrew speakers. What's going on? It's like... Yeah. Oh, don't worry, I'll explain what's happening. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah no, Tony is absolutely gorgeous. He's such a gorgeous yeah, person. Seriously. So yeah. insanely talented. Very humble as well. Brilliant to work yeah. with. Now, we're looking forward to coming to visit you, definitely. Um, that's going to be great. Now then, let's start with a, an opening question. So, like, you're doing your West End uh, conducting and so on for, for an amazing show. What's been a, a very brief uh, summary of how you've managed to get here in terms of your career? Oh my goodness. So um, I think I MD'd my first show when I was 17 uh, back wow. at high school. Uh, but basically our head of music left and he would conduct our shows and we were like, oh, well, we like it was our final year and we were like, we still want to do a show. We still want to do something. So the school put a lot of faith in us. So I um, MD'd um, a cabaret night. And we put together a cabaret night and my friend Ed directed it and that's kind of where it started and at that time I wanted to be a doctor and I was applying for medical school at uni 
and doing that and then going to see Chicago in the West End, like literally the week after we finished um, made me change my mind. And I guess I've not really looked back since. Um, did um, all kinds of shows with the university societies uh, while I was at Leeds, Leeds University. Um, and kept it going. I actually, um, for a little bit, was an oboist. So my um, masters, I trained in orchestral oboe. So I was kind of doing like, joint like I would read players so and playing sax, clarinet, and all of that. But always got pulled back to piano. Always got got pulled back to musical theatre. I don't. Pulled sounds like it was like under duress. Like I loved it. I wanted to go there. <laughs> Yeah, nice but, sort of gravitational um, pull rather than sort of like anything more more problematic. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I made the decision in 2019 to, um, I guess, hang up my room for the time and just entirely focus on MDing. And again, that's just been one of the most important, but one of the best decisions I've made in my career to date to just really focus in on one thing. Um, and it's it was a bit of a voyage of discovery for myself and just um, in my working life. Uh, um, it's been fantastic. I've had the opportunity to work with so many incredible people, like both in and out, like being an MD in musical theatre, but also in kind of the more pop rock um, jazz world. Um, I've got some really cool things coming up, which I can't quite talk about. That's a bit of a teaser. But oh, I love um, there'll it. be but some really fine. cool things coming up this year. Um both in musical theatre and kind of away from the world of musical theatre, um, which um, I never thought I'd ever, like if you'd have told me, even a year ago, you, I'd end up doing the things that um, are coming mm. up. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's absolute rubbish. Like, get out. And now it's happening. So, yeah, that's a, a bit of a, a whirlwind through the last, I guess, 15 years. You don't know. You don't have to say <laughs> how many years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. that's, that's great to hear. It really is. Um, I think two little sub questions from me. Uh, one is like, how did you get involved with with Wemek? Um, but just before that, with the whole allegiance thing, you said that you got a call. Um, was that like an agent or a manager, or, or was it just directly from uh, from the team at Allegiance to come and sort of work with them? So it was directly from the team, and it's um, so I think it came from when I when I moved to London in November. Um, I went to the press night for Dolly Parton's Smoky Mountain Christmas Carol because my friend was the resident. Brilliant show. So, so good. Yep. Um, if you missed it, um, definitely try and see it if it comes around again. Um, but I went to the press night for that and I bumped into my friend Charlie. Um, another friend, Andrew, was the musical director of it and kind of I hadn't seen him for ages. And then a few weeks later, it was Charlie that called me because he was the co-music supervisor for Allegiance and co-orchestrator and he was the one that was like what's your availability like in January and I was like, oh yeah it's pretty good so I was like cool okay and then the next day signed the contract and ended up on it so it's purely through someone someone that I know um which is really really nice and it's always nice um I think it's the nice thing about um the industry that while agents can get you work um, if you have an agent if you're represented but also just I guess casual friendships and like people that you just know from working with them or just hearing about them can get in touch um which is a little bit of flattery like it's nice to be thought of and it's nice that people trust you with the work that they've done to take their work on um but it's also just lovely to go into work every day with um really good friends and just 
we have a laugh like we we obviously do a good job but it sometimes it doesn't feel like work because you're just really enjoying it and just around the most lovely people which is great that's great it's nice to hear that sort of like a little bit of networking is uh is feasible as well but that's really cool especially for such a such a great show and everything so amazing um and then in terms of um Western musical choir um how did that come about so I think the story goes that um, the team were looking to set up a Manchester choir. And I th- you have an existing relationship with Ricky Long, who's a fabulous MD based, um, kind of like between Liverpool and London. And he wasn't available to do it. And he passed my name on. So again, it was just kind of a kind of, we, like I think me and Ricky have met a couple of times because we did some cover for each other at another job. And he was like, yeah, George can do it. And so I... Um, got a call from lovely Tim and then met the whole team for the first time at Manchester's Taster event in August, when was that, 2021? Which feels like an absolute lifetime ago, but also two seconds ago. Like, I remember that day so vividly. It was one of the absolute standout days of my career. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the podcast. Like, it genuinely was such a wonderful day um, and such a great experience, like, for me and hopefully for the singers as well, because... I'd say we've got a good number of people in Manchester who are still members who joined up on that day, which is brilliant. Like so, so good. Yeah. I think uh, Manchester is going from strength to strength and uh, we're talking to Aaron as one of our new angels as well. Um, So getting, you know, their backstory, but it's a really nice community and I think they've got some fantastic gigs coming up and um, yeah, we'll just see how it, how it goes. And I think we're, Katie and I are potentially visiting at some point in the next I few am. months as well. Yes. Oh, amazing. Katie, Katie, yeah. Katie definitely is. I think I'm I, I'm being You're being, being kidnapped up there as well. Kidnapped. <laughs> I've joined Maxine <laughs> in the kidnapping business and you're our next yeah. victim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'll uh, I'll I'll be going uh, uh I'll blink numerous times into the camera if I do need any help. So <laughs> fantastic. Katie, do you want to ask a question? Yes, please. Uh, I would love. The mic is terrible. I mean, it's fine. I'm just letting you do it. Um, <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever been given, or what would you tell your younger self that you wish you'd known at the time? Oh my god! So, um, I love this question. Um, the best bit of advice I was given was from my oboe teacher at the Royal Northern, Melinda Melinda Maxwell, and um, it was uh, do what makes you happy. Um, it, like in this career in life and when she said it it kind of resonated but it took a few years of just like percolating for like the real kind of meaning of that to sink in like do what makes you happy and um like I said that um, I made the decision to stop playing the oboe um, that wasn't just a overnight yeah you know what I'm just not going to do it that was a good kind of six to nine months of turmoil because it's so much part of your identity. I think um, doing what we do, like music, is part of your personality, is part of who you are. And it was really difficult for me to be like, well, I've gone through like an undergraduate degree, a postgraduate degree. I'm known as an oboist. Um, but I don't, sometimes I say I really didn't enjoy it. I, there were definitely bits of it that I did enjoy, but it just wasn't giving me the fulfillment that I wanted. And so that advice of like, do what makes you happy has always kind of floated at the back of my mind. And it kind of goes through now where um, if 
certain jobs come in and you go, well, actually, do I really want to do that? It really is. Um, I think sometimes I can appear quite direct, but I think a lot of the time it's because at the back of my mind is um, kind of, is this going to be fulfilling? Is this going to be good for me in my career? Um, sometimes you do have to be a bit selfish, I think, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, so, yeah, like, um, and that's the exact advice that I then go back and give to myself a lot uh, like a lot earlier in life um not even just in career terms just in terms of life stuff as well I think obviously it can um come across as a little bit idealistic obviously sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do necessarily but I've been always having that as a bit of a filter of like um if you're really struggling with something it's like well is this actually fulfilling to me is this what's making me happy if you can't really answer that that's probably the question for you in a kind of a more meta roundabout way yeah um that's great advice it actually I had a similar thing um it was in choir early in my senior year of high school and my quiet teacher I don't know why she was talking about it but she basically was like think back to what you used to do when you were a little kid that just made you happy um and that's what you should be doing with your life and I was just like okay so 17 year old Katie went I used to write stories for my friends and I still do. Um, so yeah, creative writing later. Um, yeah. Well, English and creative writing, but now I'm in internal communications. So it's, it's my job. It's still creative writing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, and that's choir beautiful. still, obviously, because. Yeah. <laughs> Can't live without choir. Can't live without choir. So happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Great answer. Thank you, George. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I mean, yeah, singing for me. I mean, had a rough day with a day job um, the other day, and uh, I had, you know, I had a, an angel shift and came along uh, anyway because uh, I was sort of like it had been quite a bad day, and um, I just felt so much better for seeing everyone singing, and uh, it was just like everything was was gone uh, from the day. So definitely doing what makes you happy so i'm gonna i'm going to let that percolate as well i think at this rate um in terms of main focuses um i can really right. actually relate to what you said there ollie about um quiet again i'm not just saying this because we're on the podcast like um i'm sure if you speak to em and lee there were some days that i'd come into quiet with such a cloud over my head and just seeing everyone coming in and everyone just being so happy and excited to be there and just seeing everyone doing their best um like i would leave choir every week without fail like walking on clouds and um, it's such a mm. a wonderful thing to do to bring people together yeah absolutely i think it's one of the the biggest uh biggest positives of the whole thing for me and it's it keeps on coming up in the podcast whoever we talk to who's involved with it so yeah yeah that's a good thing one of the clearest decisions and sassiest and most direct i've ever been in my life again in high school was when I it was looking like I wasn't going to be able to keep doing choir because of other classes I had to take for prep for the IB. And I was just like, no, I'm keeping choir. I will drop PE, please, because also I hate. (laughs) But I was like, no, like choir is more important. I need to have choir. I do not function without it. And they they all just kind of went, okay, but you have to do the full IB. Otherwise, you'll have to do gym. And I'm like, not a problem keep inquire um so i knew it then i knew it when i was like 15 so that's brilliant yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Such a clear thing in my head. I was just like, nope, this isn't happening. <laughs> yeah. I think prioritizing comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. Need to be more like my 15-year-old self. Yeah, I think we, Get we all have specific on. ages. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think we all have specific ages that we need to be like. And I think being 15-year-old me, I might choose a different year. Um, different vintage. Well, <laughs> yes okay but for that like split second in time where i was like no this is oh, yeah, what totally. i want and you're going to give it to me yeah <laughs> I think that's, that's definitely a, a good thing to, to to pull back on yeah Brilliant. talking about things to pull back on um my next question is um I've been in a few rehearsals with you um and it's always great to have your your energy and your sort of direction um you know, for what we're doing with the repertoire. Um, what are some of your top tips for getting performance ready and looking after your voice as well? Oh my goodness. So I would say like be prepared. So know what's coming up. Um, I think... Um, are we doing Disney I, Bingo with you actually? I just realised there's, there's a couple of songs so far with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed a couple of little like so I don't know if you just got a little bingo card with Katie or something, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's because I've I've written in my notes be prepared as well. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you get on with the answer. Um, but like, I I think no no no, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> um I think um I don't I don't think I just speak for myself when I say we've all probably had an experience performance experience where we've gone out and felt less than prepared and mm. I think all you need is that one time to know that you never want to go back to that and um, I've literally written there's nothing like standing on stage and looking like a lemon because you don't know you haven't done your homework um so yeah just know what you're doing and um, even if it's just knowing what the words are um, so maybe as an MD, I shouldn't be saying this, but so often the tune or your melody will carry you through. But if you mm. don't know the words, I, I think that's the one thing that you can prepare by yourself at home. Um, and obviously I appreciate that in choir, like people have very busy schedules like outside of choir. So like learning lyrics isn't always the top of their priority, but if there's just one thing you can do before you come to a choir session or before a concert is just to know those words you can generally work your way through your harmony part or your tune just by listening, just being around people. The way that we're taught, we teach in choir um, is a really good way of bedding in those harmonies. So actually people remember a lot more of their harmonies than they think they do um, just because it's kind of by osmosis. And then like looking after your voice, um, something that's often quite overlooked um, and I think it's particularly applicable for um, Wemmick because everyone does such a variety of different jobs is looking at your vocal load through the day. So, um, and it's so often overlooked, even by professionals. Um, if you, you know you've got a gig coming up um, and say like there's, I don't know, Chelsea Flower Show on the Saturday and on the Friday you've got back-to-back -back calls all day um, in your day job, of course you're going to be knackered on Saturday because you're using your voice all day. Um, so finding ways through the week to kind of buy back. Um, we try and think of like vocal load as like a bank balance. You have a certain amount per day say you've got I don't know 10 vocal loads per day and every phone call is one of those if you've got 10 phone calls back to back that's your entire day you start you do have those the next day but you also kind of need to build them back as well so if you know that you're going to have a busy day on Friday maybe try and chill out on as much as you can obviously 
within the remit of what your work is, um, maybe on Wednesday and Thursday, so that you can get through them Friday and Saturday. Um, mm. I think it, most people kind of understand this concept through vocal rest, where you hear about performers who won't talk before a gig so that their voice is completely ready for warm-up and then performance as well. But yeah, just being really aware of how you're using your voice um, in your day-to-day and whether there's anything that you can do especially in social situations as a, well, I don't want to be a party pooper, but if you've got a big gig on a Saturday, yeah. probably the best thing to do isn't to go out on a Friday night. Obviously, go and enjoy yourself, but um, look after yourself, drink plenty of water, and obviously make sure that you do a really good warm-up. Um, warming up is sadly quite overlooked. Inquiry is fantastic. It's built into the schedule, which is great. But um, really make sure you're warm. If you know that you're having a bad voice day, be kind to yourself, but maybe do a little bit of extra warming up before you turn up um, just to get yourself going, especially if it's an early morning gig. There's nothing worse than singing at like nine o'clock in the morning, but sometimes we have to. So yeah. it just means like warm up in the shower, use that steam, do sirens in the car or on the tube, whatever you can get away with, and then um, you'll be ready to go. <laughs> sirens on the tube is totally a thing that could happen. I don't think anybody Definitely. would have been blinked. I, I honestly if there's, on the tube, I'm sure. <laughs> if there's one thing that i actually miss from the whole sort of pandemic lockdown situation was you know generally having a mask on for for travel uh because you could literally sort of be listening to lyrics learning them sort of mouthing them along and no one knows and then if you can incorporate occasionally a bit of a um a siren and then just kind of look a bit perplexed at someone else go was that you just uh, so yeah so I, I might start wearing the mask again not not for any particular health reason but more just in terms of uh warming up as it were but, yeah, or as i no, just really... do that i just mouth the words that's how i was learning the disney rep in 2019 i was on trains and tubes just like mouthing along uh, Brilliant. It's London. Who you're, cares? You're I've done it when I've been out on runs, actually. Sing it like kind of mm. mouthing along when I'm running. Do it with a breathing. It's yeah. really good to do. <laughs> Katie always gets a spare seat next to her on the tube when she does that as well. No, so quite, quite, quite I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about why my repertoire for the term. What are your thoughts? about the selection of songs and shows, anything you want to share with us about any of that? I'm, so I'm really sad that I'm not doing rehearsals this term because Tangled is one of my favourite Disney films. I adore Tangled. So like See the Light is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, mm. I think if there's any way that someone, um, Ben, could do a Tangled medley, that would be amazing um, for when I come back. That would be lovely. Um, and also you'll be... Found from Dear Evan Hansen, that is just such a bop. Um, and it's just one of those songs that everyone, I would imagine the majority of people at choir would love it. And you can just absolutely give your heart out, even though it's very specific to the phone. Um, it means different things to different people. I'm sure everyone can, I don't think even empathise, I think everyone can just um, find something within that song that means something to them, which just elevates a performance when you, as a performer, can connect to what you're singing or what you're performing. It just makes it so much more real for the audience, even if it's just, I really enjoyed seeing Dear Evan Hansen, um, either the film or uh, when it was on stage. Um, what I love about the rep, like in general, like every term is that there's such a, wide variety of songs like sometimes there's even songs where I was like I don't even know the show um, so it's mm. nice for me to go and delve into it I think um, in Manchester one of our kind of 
surprise favourites was Come to My Garden from The Secret Garden, which I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it's the most well-known show. Like, um, it was, um, they had a couple of things at the Palladium last year. It was brilliant. But before that, I was like, I don't think I could sing you a single song from it. And um, kind of going into it, it's like, oh, it's a bit more kind of classical style. People might not like it so much. Or it, like, it, it's not as high energy as, say, like, You'll Be Found. And in Man- like, um, I'm speaking purely for Manchester here, but the Manchester lot love it. Like, it got to the point we did a concert and um, we had, like, an encore. But it was, it was quite an informal concert. So I was like, right, so what do we want to sing? What's our encore? And they all were like, come to my garden. It's like, brilliant. I love it. So let's go. Um, and it was in the same term as the um, was the Motown medley, like some really high energy songs. Um, but it's just the fact that there's such a variety um, all the way back to like Hello Dolly, as well as like really contemporary musicals like Come From Away. Like it's so nice to have that range, kind of from an education point of view, but also just because it gets um, the choir used to singing in so many different styles which then makes them so versatile um, for all the performances that they get to do. Exactly. No, that's really cool. Um, I, we, we knew you'd be a friend of the show uh, before this, but now that you've professed your love of Tangled, then you're, you know, you're, you're in. You're in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're definitely we'll in. The, uh, the badge. <laughs> uh, honestly, like Tangled, like I, I adore Frozen. I think Frozen's such a good film, mm. but I wish that Tangled had the same kind of following presence yeah because yeah. yeah, it deserves it like I it's such good music yeah and I understand why Frozen the story also is important because it isn't yeah. about a prince woohoo it's about sisterly love and different types of love and that's amazing but like yeah and that was a first but you know what Tangled the princess saves herself and Flynn and She's like, a bit they, of a they, they save they save each other and she yeah. is a badass. Like don't ever give her a frying pan because ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, that to me is also just really important um to have had that story. And yeah, people seem to miss it, which is sad. Also, yeah. I mean, we've said this before, or I've said it before. Zachary Levi and Mandy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. It's a, uh, yeah, it's part of our resolutions, isn't it, to get them? Yes. So, you know. Yes. George, if you could have a chat with Telly, probably, um, or with then George Takei or anyone, we can get Mandy Moore and Zachary. Ah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, please. Kind of bit of homework for you. Telly <laughs> 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 it's all happening, Katie. It's all happening. Um, <laughs> I think you've sort of touched upon this already, but um, so what's been your highlight so far being part of the the Wemmick family, or what, what do Manchester call it again? Is it Wemker? Uh, we we Kate... call it Wemmick. Uh, Wemmick. Okay, good. Because <laughs> okay, last year it was definitely not Wemmick. It? it was like Wemk or... Oh, maybe yeah, it was yeah. Wemk. I don't know. I th- it, it's definitely evolved. I think because like so much of the communication was over text, I think it was Wemk. Um, and then as we've <laughs> gone through, it's kind of homogenized to what you say down south <laughs> the southerners we've, 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 we've sent the uh sort of the, the commissars of uh lynn and charlie and so on to come and make sure you're up to speed with uh brand yeah, protocol. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been uh, one of your highlights so far would you say i mean i think actually my my highlight was our very first gig. So we were so lucky to, um, within a month of the choir starting, be invited onto CBBC. 
to perform yeah. on a Saturday mashup, which was just an experience unlike anything else. Um, like getting up at four o'clock in the morning to get to Media City to go onto this crazy kids TV fair, and uh, we got to sing. Uh, we performed a bit of Seasons of Love from Rent to surprise. So the premise was that the hosts every week get um, challenged to do something and they have no idea what it is. So we were like hidden, through, like secreted through um, the BBC up to like service elevators, like loading decks um, while they were filming live. Then they take the presenters off to do something. We came in, rehearsed, and then we surprised them by singing. And then they had to sing, uh, what was it, 9 to 5, uh, Dolly Parton's yeah. 9 to 5. Um, and the presenters kind of competed against each other. Um, and then we had to decide who sang better. And it was just so surreal. But like, I think for as, as gigs go, and especially for like their first gigs, like I've, I know I've not done very much on TV. And I don't think many of our um, members had really seen much of that world before. Um, maybe they've seen things on stage, but stage and TV are so different. Um, yeah. It was just such an amazing opportunity and really good for the choir as well to be like, hey, look, like, especially because like when you're the brand new choir amongst like the kind of the machine that is the London choirs, it's like to say, well, actually we're here and we are actually quite good, even after what, like three rehearsals. Um, it was a really good boost for the choir and it was just absolutely fabulous for us. <laughs> It is crazy that that was so early on uh, in Manchester's sort of um, existence um, and it went so well. And then the other thing is like everyone was just raving about how much of a natural you were on TV. So, yeah, <laughs> just ready for cue cards and up. chatter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we needed you on the pod. So, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, that's such a good highlight and hopefully there'll be more at some point as well. Yeah. I um, yeah. I got up to watch it. Did you? <laughs> that's that high praise, George. I mean, yes, praise. I got out of bed for you. <laughs> but I was so, so proud. I was, I was, yeah, I was very proud of you guys. That was amazing. And it was fantastic. There were so few things. It was, it was a shame that we couldn't have more people. But the sound that they made, just, I think it was about 10 of us, or like 10 of them singing, was insane. Like, I, was, I was so proud of them. It really made me proud of the choir. Um, even more proud than I was after well, like a month or two. Um, it was so cool, such a cool experience. Yeah. Okay, so we may have an answer already, but if you could do anything at all with Wemek, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Um, Is it TV-related? <laughs> I, I don't think it would be TV-related. I think um, I, I would love to do West End Live I, like, or yeah. just something big with the choir I think um something the work does really really well is um kind of these big events like Chelsea Flower Show but I don't see why they couldn't do like a big like, arena event um, maybe West End Musicals isn't the Rugby World Cup but do you know what I mean like something quite big and something that I think we've been trying to make happen but um it's obviously quite difficult to make happen is something like Manchester Pride I think um, especially the Manchester choir, well, I think all of the choirs, but particularly Manchester, because I know them particularly well. We've got such a diverse group of people, um, like different genders, sexualities, backgrounds, ethnicities, like everything. Um, I just think Pride would be such a cool thing for us to be part of, just to show kind of 
that we are part of the like diverse life in Manchester and in the UK as well. Like, I think that would be insane, like absolutely insane. Um, yeah. So yeah, pride or like something big, like go hard or go home. <laughs> yeah, that's Love a really it. good one. I think definitely agree with uh, with pride. I think that would mm-hmm. be fantastic to uh, to get involved and. I think there are some wheels in motion from what I've been told uh, in, in, in the back stairs, as Stay it were. Tuned. So, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I think we should treat these last three as quick fire question round questions. Okay. Wow. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I'll take the first one. So, no thinking, just give us the answer. Um, what is the best performance you've ever seen on stage? Oh my goodness. Um, come from away. Yeah. Come from right. away. I adored that show. I've seen it twice. So, so good. So cool. Funnily enough, our director on Allegiance Clang uh, was the associate director <laughs> on uh, come from away. And just, it's amazing watching her work and like seeing where uh, like, she was associate on come from away, but seeing how some elements of that had come into our production as well. That was really cool. Yeah, it's not a firm quiet favourite, I would say. Um, Definitely. And I, I don't know if you've listened yet, but uh, the we did speak to Jen Tierney, who did all the cover. She was like covered for every female role. Um, she's just. I saw. Uh, I think she was on the week that I went to see it last, um, and she was she was on the podcast, and she was on as Beverly. I think the day that I went, so that uh, was brilliant. Yeah, saw her as yeah. Bev as well. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. quite something. Phenomenal yeah i thought i'd do a clang as well there george don't worry yeah do it <laughs> <laughs> um right second quick fire question i guess it's on to me isn't it mm-hmm. right if you could be a part of any musical theater production past present or future i think we'll we'll deal with the past and the present um <laughs> and and why uh this is so boring it's exactly the same answer come from away um i've done a, i've done a couple of shows with accordions and i hate the accordion i think it's just such a stupid instrument but i would learn the accordion to do come from away because i just think the music um one of my favorite things about the show is how involved the music is in the storytelling and how the Massively. band are fully um incorporated in the storytelling as well and so being being on stage that makes me sound like a right narcissist but like being on stage um as part of the action for such a beautiful show telling such a gorgeous story with such brilliant music i would enjoy learning the accordion to be able to be part of that um because i think it's just such a it would just be so brilliant yeah i think i i have probably similar views on the accordion um <laughs> and I, I think i would even enjoy uh, doing the choreography i think we we yeah. did it as well i think that's my level of my, my level of choreography um choreography on a revolve <laughs> exactly what could possibly go wrong everything um, literally yeah, everything yeah. could go wrong can you imagine like tech for that must have been absolute carnage <laughs> yep. that thing that was really impressive with, with jen was that she had to learn you know effectively five or six female roles all playing two or three characters each like with zero notification oh you're going to be uh blue tonight so just go and do that and she said one of the biggest issues was going 
where am I meant to be? Where am I meant to be? No, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I'm, I'm not her tonight. Hang on, wait, just... Uh, yeah. Which chair is Because it's all like, it's what chair's hers? Where's her hats? Where are the different yeah. bits of costume that they have to put on? Where are they hidden on the set? It was incredible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it's such a cool show. I'm so glad we yeah. got to see it again before it closed. Just, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Right, final, final question. Final question. Open your music streaming service of choice or uh-huh. a CD or something. They still exist-ish. Um, what is the last thing you listen to? I mean, I can tell you that because I was just listening to it. It's a, the new recording of Cabaret from the West End with Eddie Ooh. Redmayne. Um, oh, nice. So good. Um, so I saw it um, a couple of months ago with is it Callum um, as the MC, and that production was brilliant. And then listening to Eddie Redmayne is so different, um, his interpretation of the MC role, that it's like equally kind of over-the-top, um, creepy. Um, it really, I think it's such a good recording because it really captures the um, essence of the show. Uh, it doesn't sound manufactured. It feels really organic. Um, and it's really, really well done. So if you've not, I think that only got released about a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a week ago. So check out the, the London cast recording of Cabaret. Good yeah, plug. I really, really need yeah. to go see that production because I saw oh, this a few years ago um, and I love Cabaret. Um, because it's just got such a <laughs> punch to the gut ending that even if yeah. you hadn't like been enjoying it that much, which I clearly had been, like just that ending, it just makes it just makes it stick with you forever, basically. It's insane what they do with that production, like seeing mm-hmm. it live, like no spoilers or anything. It has to be experienced, but it's just. Um, I know immersive theatre is being um, kind of banded around quite a lot at the moment, but I think they're really doing immersive right with Cabaret in the way that they're framing the show. Um, it really has to be seen and like experienced to be believed. Like, I couldn't believe it until I was there going, oh, no, people weren't lying. This is actually what they've done, and it's insane. <laughs> yeah, I think Very that's cool. the thing. It's just every single person I've heard who's been to see it is just raving about it and uh, the experience as much as anything else and like it strikes me that there's not even a bad seat in the house like even if um like i i got very very cheap tickets like right at the top at the back but because the theater is so steep you're like instead of being miles away like in some theaters you're actually on top of everything so like where i was i could see the band i could see everything on stage i could see audience reactions like it was like like hopefully money shouldn't be an object to seeing it like as with some shows where it's like hundreds of pounds to go get tickets like it's actually you can get very good seats but not too much which is wonderful in this day and age especially mm-hmm. but also like london theater yeah that is good to know because i will just get the cheap seats and it'll be awesome so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> very cool george we adore you we're so happy for you for everything that you're doing um, all the success. We can't wait to hear about the secret things that we're not allowed to hear about yet. So please come back and tell us about those when you can. I absolutely will. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we can't wait to have you back at rehearsal whenever that is a thing you can do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I hope it, hopefully it's really soon. And thank you so much for having me today. It's been so lovely to have a catch up and see you both. And we should like meet up really soon. Yes, because you are literally up the road from me right now. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been great george thank you so much and like as we said like super excited for what's going on and 
living by your advice i think it's probably making you quite happy which is which is a good thing so i'm living, up, very living up to the ideal right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so That's much great. both of you <laughs> pleasure aren't our mancunians wonderful it was yeah. so much fun talking to both of them and i can't wait to see more of them basically come visit well we're actually going to go visit so it's exciting we're visiting aaron's <laughs> aaron's coming down george apparently has moved back to london i don't know what uh, we'll, we'll have to work out long long yeah. term um status we need to sort yeah. out brunch anyway <laughs> shall we talk about this terms of repertoire yes we should it's okay. um it's an amazing uh, list yeah, so we thought we'd just keep it simple for Wemmick Loves on this first episode um, and just cover the fact that we've spoken to loads of you in person at rehearsals uh, and virtually as well, I think, just uh, mm-hmm. Katie looking after our virtual members. Um, it's just a very good repertoire this term, isn't it? Yeah. It's like Charlie decided to think about how best to try to make me cry. Oh, <laughs> uh. Yeah. Which is a good thing because it just means beautiful music. Um, yeah, I'm just, it's just so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so we asked you um, uh, the simple question of what's your you know, the song you're looking forward to singing the most. And we had a good smattering of responses. And we, um, using my day job skills, <laughs> I crunched the numbers. And um, apparently it's just an absolute tie between all of the songs which is hilarious um it's impossible to choose apparently between jesus christ superstar jersey boys medley tangled you will be found it's uh and hello dolly. dolly hello dolly actually had uh, i was i was impressed um that people actually that went down so well when we did it um mm. previously so i'm not I'm, fun. Su- I'm surprised and yet not surprised that yeah. it also held its own and then <laughs> I think we're going to have to do um, Feed the Birds for St. Paul's, but we yes. uh, didn't make that completely clear. No. So um, I know that everyone <laughs> loves that anyway. Um, so, yeah, um, well done. Dead Heat. Katie, over to you to actually choose a winner. And I oh, think God. I've got, safe, I've got safe money on who it, what it might be. Yeah. But is it safe, though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there are two clear, obvious things here, right, for me. But I think mm-hmm. we like themes and we have waxed lyrical about this many a time so uh tangled there we go i felt <laughs> good uh, the 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 mortgage money is safe <laughs> yeah. until good. the interest rate goes until the interest rates go up any higher <laughs> um but yeah no, i think tangled tangled for you and mm, oh you're gonna go the other for me as well oh yeah, yeah okay good good otherwise we were still in a dead heat so good because Having listened to the first week of it being learned, it's sounding pretty So great. pretty. So, mm. so pretty. It's just a brilliant song. And we've both had the pleasure of having MD Oliver twice. Uh, and he just full of so many amazing, amazing bits and pieces to help us bring the song to life. And yeah, it's just such a pretty song. Not to put a spotlight on Katie, but to any of our Oxford Circus members, um, just keep an eye out towards the desk where Maxine and Katie sit because it's just hilarious um how how utterly engaged Katie is with with Oliver's trivia I'm not the only one 
no, Amy, no, Amy G is also extremely into the trivia. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a whole lot of love going on in that corner of Oxford Circus. Yeah. And it's understandable. <laughs> yes. Um, we would love to get Oliver onto the podcast, but um, he is a busy person and yep. I can't work out if he wants to have any sort of digital footprint, um, which might include coming on podcasts, but I'm going to try. And... We're trying guys. We're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then he can just sort of natter away to his heart's content and uh, it'll learn be... so much. Learn so much and be entertained for hours. Yeah. Um, so leave that with us. Um, yeah. So that's where it loves. I feel like we've we've got some good results there. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we love we'll it. With, yeah, All of it yeah. is loved. <laughs> Perfect. Let's move on to a slightly different order of business, which is shows that Ollie and Katie have been together to see recently, um, which <laughs> I think we've done a couple of times already. Yes. Um, but yeah, we went with a, a few other um, a few other folk to see Wicked the other week with Katie Lucy Jones. <laughs> we were slightly worried Lucy wasn't going to be on that night, but thankfully she but was. But she was. I had to double check though because I was like, "Wait, that is Lucy, right?" <laughs> and I believe I leaned in and went, "Yes, yes. It's Lucy." <laughs> and then she proceeded to melt our faces off, and it was very clear. Oh my god! Yes, that woman. I literally have no words. Like there were no noises except weird vowel sounds coming out of my mouth occasionally when I was trying to describe the impact she had on me. Oh my God. It was hilarious. Um, basically, let's just say the Defying Gravity is great anyway. Yeah. Um, it was it was a particularly good rendition. Um, oh, and man. Yeah, Katie G was actually speechless. I haven't seen anyone properly speechless for a bit and she was actually like, there was nothing coming out which is just sort of like gawking at the stage and it was like that's just nice <laughs> maybe i'll give her a week and a half before she can try and put it into actual words but this is this is good she wasn't the only one in the uh, in the audience either there's just lot, lots of people going what the hell just happened that was incredible i'm still speechless this is audio only but my face right now is pretty hilarious even I'm, if i say so myself <laughs> no she was just I've seen it five times now, and I have no clue who my other alphabos were, honestly, because that's only a thing that I've become more aware of since being in choir, really. Um, and also because it never really mattered to me before, and it still doesn't matter to me, except Lucy Jones is amazing. Um, but, oh my God, that Defying Gravity is going to stay with me forever. Just... I just uh the other thing to say is that i've been lucky enough to uh, i've seen it three times um and twice has been with lucy jones and the previous time was about 10 years ago and we we talking with enrico about this i think we worked out that it might have been rachel tucker so i've done really well on the old alphabet you have um but um yeah what what katie's saying is is true for me as well where it's not so much that i will like oh we have to go and see it because x is doing it. it's more this is great i want to see it anyway but like value added as it were yeah. um yeah. having someone who's absolutely nailing it yeah and then of course like glinda who was charlie bapti um yeah she was phenomenal incredible yeah those high notes my i God. yeah i was like wow and comedic timing. Yes. Oh my God. So good. Popular is just huh, 
yeah so yeah <laughs> lucy jones was remarkable she she just brought a real lovely quality to the role and to the identification of or the portrayal of of alphabet mm-hmm. and just her voice is wonderfully effortless but rich and emotive and i think um she transformed yes oh sorry carry on <laughs> no, what, what what you the wizard and i was just a, an absolute you just realized what was going to be happening for the rest of the show because mm-hmm. like absolutely smashed out of the park but then as katie was starting to say she did transform with the character throughout which you know i'm sure is the case um generally but it was really remarkable just the way she held herself the quality of her voice speaking and singing um she just grew into alphabet becoming the wicked witch or you know the um the, the actual final product as it were and that was really quite cool to see mm. so that's what happened in defying gravity she, her voice literally changed throughout the song almost imperceptibly but then all of a sudden you're like wow she's the wicked witch now mm. it, oh and just like even though everything that ollie just said like the, even the way that she just held herself and like her movement oh my god i'm a fangirl can you tell it's barely perceptible. I'm sure our listeners won't won't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Wicked was excellent. Wicked. <laughs> yeah, I knew I had to stop myself from saying it, but if you say yeah. it, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, That's to be expected from me. <laughs> we're going to try and keep this relatively short and sweet, and we can deal with it next time properly. But Katie went to see Six last night. Oh, my I, God. I didn't, but... Um, I sorry, Ollie. I mean, tiny I apologize. Synop- tiny, tiny synopsis of your feelings, and then we can go into it another time. Okay. Or you know, why am I restricting you? Do it. <laughs> a ginger-haired, bearded guy telling a woman not to do something—it's almost like it's perfectly made for that show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Anacles is my favorite. I've decided it is completely 100% cemented. Um, House of Holbein. Yes. But also, it's just so I'm really bad and I don't know any of the cast names, but I've seen the same Anacles both last year and this year. And she is having like, she was already phenomenal last year, but now she's just like having more fun with it. And she's mm. just getting like more and more like, sassy and sarcastic and oh my god it's so much fun um but every single one of those ladies is just phenomenal it's just such a feel-good show i saw it with two friends who knew basically nothing about it um and realized they had heard six before but that was it and i mean yeah they were just loving it and it was just it's just so empowering like for anybody, because yes, fine, there's obviously there's the feminist angle, but I'm not even going there. It's about owning your own story and not being defined by somebody else. And that is just set to awesome music with lots of little like winks at the audience, some more obvious than others. And it's, it's, I was just giggling like the whole way through except for Heart of Stone and All You Want to Do, because those are not funny. Um, okay, let's be honest. It's Anne Boleyn and Anne Cleves that make me laugh the most, but yeah. Um, 
It's just so good. Just so good. I want to go again. So if anybody wants to go, I'm your girl. I, I still haven't been. So. <gasps> what? You knew okay. that. <laughs> I forgot. I suspected. But you just confirmed it. Okay, so we need to fix that. We'll fix that. We will. Yes. Um, we're also due to see Annie get your gun. Yeah, with Annie. Hi, Annie. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that I know someone who's in the band for that. So I'm going to use my little black book to um, see if they can come on the pod and talk awesome. about the show. Yes, please. That would be so much fun. I don't really I know much about... Week. Oh, good. It's mostly I'm going to talk to her about trying to get Julian Ovenden's number. That's, that's that's not pod related. Um, <laughs> so. But it could be. <laughs> mm, yes, of course. Yeah, let's try. Let's try. We're trying for everybody this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a fun segment and I'm sure we'll have similar um, coming up as well, just in terms of going oh, out yeah. there and seeing shows. I'm seeing Choir um, Man next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, for the need... fourth time. <laughs> oh my God. Is it the fourth time already? Yes. Well, see if you can snare us another choir interview. Man, man. Yeah. Well, Connor is on in the show now. He's made his West End debut um, mm. as of this past week. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see him. And I will definitely be trying to uh, get up on stage and say hi to him. So stay tuned. Maybe I'll snag some more choir of men, men for interviews. Well, there's also um, one of our pub ambassadors has yes. befriended uh, Mike Baxter as well of the show. So um, who knows? We'll have more choir of men, men. I you mean, didn't say it right. You didn't uh, do it right. It's hard. I've tried. I've messed man, it man. up. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. On that note, um, thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. So, Katie, I think you should do a little bit of spiel, maybe. A little bit of spiel? Okay. Mm. Well, I was prepared for spiel. No, I can do... You can have the first question and I'll do I spiel. I can do spiel. I have an idea. It's fine. <laughs> the thing is, like, we because it's been so busy with January, we haven't done one of these for, like, for a, a while. Again. Um, which, is, <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is perfectly fine, but it's more just, like, just remembering how we... we how do we talk? <laughs> Katie doesn't care. Apparently, it was a anyone. good cut. Oh. <laughs> You've got to yes. say thanks for coming okay. on as well. Otherwise, just me yes. kind of go. I've had a great time. Aaron well, had I a mean, great time. Obviously, I've had there. a good time. Okay, well, let's try that again. You just go. We've got. We had a tiny bit of dead air because you were doing something else. But you, you go ahead. Doing something else. I was yeah, just doing letting the else. segment you, end. You were doing the segment end. I was like, why is she doing the segment <laughs> end? See, this is this is the thing. Everyone goes. Oh, the podcast is, sounds really good. It's a great back oh. and forth. There's like so much editing. Not mm. that much editing. Bloody no, hell, dude. Yes. No, we're pretty good usually. Mm. I mean, other people. Aaron, you're really all seeing the worst of us. I'm so sorry for being late. <laughs> it's anyway. <so> good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Never good. Yeah, I know. You just yeah, yeah, sat there going, behind the scenes now. Yeah, you <laughs> peek behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> and good. good excellent we, we did so well there i managed to get the little clap just by the microphone just you said thanks so i'm gonna i'm gonna pull a bit of that around it'll be absolutely fine anyway oh, and he we says are he's now... gonna do that 
I'm well, going to do you, that. Well, you probably are going to do it, but if you don't do it, I've already made a mental <laughs> note that I need to do that. So, yeah, this is all, like, <laughs> just completely, Katie's going to hit that off button. It's going to be great. Oh, you want me to you want me to stop recording? Is that is that what that? Okay, we don't need this. No one needs this.